Hi, this is Greg Anderson, and this is the Living in Carver County podcast. It's an insider's conversation with the people who make Carver County the best place to live, work, and raise a family. I know that's biased, but that's my opinion. Anyway, my guest today is a, a longtime friend and uh, somebody that's really innovative. has got a great new event coming up. Um, Amanda Bloomgren. Amanda, thank you for agreeing to be on. Thank you for having me, Greg. Now we're going to talk about your event, but before we do, what I'd really like to do is maybe have people talk a little bit about your background. You know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? You know, kind of who are, who are you and, and, uh, you know, how'd you get to where we are today? Yeah, well, I know that you've uh, done a podcast with my husband and his his background is way more interesting than mine. So um, for any interested listeners, I'm married to uh, Tomas Pamazzi, who was also a um, guest on Greg's podcast. But prior to um, my current life, um, I grew up in Minnetonka, so I uh, grew up in the western suburbs and kind of had that very typical Minnetonka life. And uh, part of the reason why I do a lot of the things that I do now is I realized how um, how lucky I had it and how kind of sheltered, um, the sheltered world that I lived in and um, just kind of all of that stuff blew by me. And I, you know, I did the, grew up playing multiple sports, went to college at the U of M, uh, graduated from there and then went, I don't know what I want to do. And uh, my mom reminded me that um, I would be good at being a lawyer. And so I took the LSAT and went to law school in, in St. Thomas at St. Thomas. So that's kind of the, the short story. And um, after graduation from law school, I ended up um, in Waconia at the law firm that's there. And Part of the reason why I found my way to Waconia is that my grandparents were um, longtime residents of Waconia, not forever residents. And if, so if you're from Waconia, they're still newbies, but my grandpa was the um, principal at one of the Waconia elementary schools. And so I was drawn to the community for that and um, eventually drug my husband out there with me. And um, we, um, I didn't- It's easier that, that way. Yeah, easier. Yeah, he, he he was like, "There's cows out here," and he was a little concerned the first time uh, he came out our way. But he now loves it, and he's like, "I can hide out here." And uh, he and I have a son, Eli, who's eight, and we have a very aging Chihuahua named Biggie Smalls. And we enjoy living in Waconia. And my grandma, who's 94, still lives in Waconia on the lake. And so we enjoy time with her there. So that's kind of the, and um, I moved on from the law practice in Waconia and um, currently have a practice in Hopkins. Okay. All right. So, um, but community involvement is something that you've been very passionate about, you know, maybe share with people what, you know, cause I think that's a nice segue into the event. Cause it wasn't just sort of a, this random idea, but it was really a, a solution to a challenge that uh, one of the organizations that you're involved with had, but talk about, you know, why it's important for you to be involved in, you know, community based activities or organizations. Yeah, actually tracking all the way back to high school. Um, in high school, I was um, involved with a couple of organizations that um, did a lot with what at the time was uh, the Search Institute and the 40 Assets. Um, maybe uh, 20 or so years ago, uh, you remember in the schools, everyone was taking all these tests to measure assets. I think today we often talk about ACEs, child adverse childhood experiences. But a lot of work trying to kind of figure out what makes um, young adults and kids successful. 
And um, as a part of that work, one of the things that always really struck me is that one of the um, assets is um, kids having an adult in their life that is a trusted adult. And whether or not that's the parent or somebody else, that having that is just such a critical component to successful adulthood. Um, and so I've always carried that with me. And as a part of any type of um, work that I do uh, in the community, I'm always looking for opportunities to find ways to help kids who didn't grow up like me and didn't have um, wonderful parents that I have a wonderful relationship with and coaches that I had uh, have wonderful relationships with and trusted teachers, um, finding ways for um, kids to have an opportunity to have that. So one of the ways that you and I know each other is from Chaska Rotary. Um, and um, in Chaska Rotary, I got very involved in um, their Strive program, which um, is what really helps in that area, finds um, kids that are uh, kind of not doing great in high school, gives them some sort of a mentorship um, component. Uh, I mentor through the University of St. Thomas. Um, and uh, even as we were kind of prepping this morning, we were talking about um, an organization that I'm involved with that helps aging kids aging out of foster care. And in that uh, in that organization, it does a lot of um, mentorship. So I'm always drawn to those types of um, uh, activities and groups. So most recently, or kind of the the place where my heart currently is, um, is with an organization called Launch Ministry, which has um, someone from Launch been on the podcast? Yeah, Corey was actually like episode three or four. Okay. Um, so he was brave to jump on when there was no track record or nobody knew what the, what, you know, what the point of it was. And, and, uh, but yeah, he was tremendous. Yeah. So launch ministry is, um, an organization in Carver County that, um, assists young adults, uh, who are struggling with homelessness and housing insecurity, um, obtain, um, not only, um, housing services, which is kind of an immediate crisis, but the organization really recognizes the fact that that kind of category of 18 to 29 year olds, if they're facing homelessness, there's usually more than that going on in their lives. And often it can be that um, missing adult or missing support. Um, one of the programs that I love that um, uh, Launch has, it's um, a program called um, Adulting. And are you're a mentor or have been a mentor in adulting? Yeah, I do. the I do a small little segment on um on housing, you know, what a landlord's, how do you get the house that you want? How do you, or a property, you know, or if it's an apartment or whatever, we talk about, you know, what are the concerns that landlords have and then how to, you know, how to live in the apartment and then also what to do if things go sideways. You know? Yeah. And that's like a, a perfect example of the things that people who don't have that supportive adult in their family or in their life can be missing because I learned that because my dad told me not to mess up my first lease. You know, I, I learned those things because when I was having a problem, I had people to go back and ask questions about too. And I think that when um, people don't have that support, I, I, we don't even really recognize that we give that to our kids. And I don't necessarily know that if you have a good relationship with your family, that you recognize that you get the, that support from your family. I still get that support from my family today. And I'm, 
somewhere in my forties, you know. So. <laughs> I'm not going to pin you down on that, but yeah, but, you know, but it is. It's it's the foundational thing for everything, right? I mean, you you remember Jim and Lynn Jackson and and connected families, and even though that's a you know it's another spiritual based program, but it works just as well in a secular environment. And the fundamental baseline is you are safe with me, right? That yeah. you, I mean, without that, you have this. Um, uh, you know, this uncertainty and every and everything else becomes, everything else kind of gets pushed aside because you've got to deal with that sort of foundational baseline, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think we really realize what it, if, if you have had those supports, what it's like to live if you don't have them. Yeah. It's like, if you were wondering if the floor was going to collapse under you right now, you'd have a hard time processing anything else yeah. you know, without that sort of baseline thing. So, you know, talk a little bit more about, you know, like what is, what else launch is doing? You, you mentioned the, the, the housing component, but you know, it, it seems like, and it, it seems to be sort of a threat, obviously through what you've been doing is that recognition that people aren't getting the type of scripting that you got, you know, they, you know, you have nurture nature, right. But there's this, this, un, this fundamental sort of um, uh, support network that's, that, people don't have. And like you said, if you, if you have it, you don't even necessarily recognize that it's there. Cause it's just always been there. And, and yeah, I really don't think people, I mean, you honestly don't recognize, and, and when you use the word privilege, the privilege that we have when you have that support and that background and Corey and launch have just done a really excellent job in the, Corey focused on and recognized that what he was seeing in a thread with the folks in crisis was this house, lack of um, housing and kind of um, housing insecurity. But he also knew at the same time that there were other elements that were missing from the people that he was working with lives that he could create some support around. So nearly all of the housing programs and supportive um, housing services that Launch provides comes with a component of um, social service and they really meet people where they're at. And um, in addition to the adulting program, they have a drop-in center in Chaska, um, which is um, kind of in a little bit in evolution because of um, post-COVID life, but is um, a great way for folks in the community to get connected. Often they show up not really maybe acknowledging that they need services or that they're in crisis, but show up to this place and feel welcomed. There's a kitchen. Um, there's no questions asked about what you take and need from the kitchen. There's a place to get um, clothing and other um toiletries, things that um, you might need if you're missing. And, you know, you come maybe once or twice and don't really talk to anybody, but have a bowl of macaroni and cheese. And um, eventually uh, you get integrated into um, into launch and really realize that there's um, that, that they can help. Um, the other wonderful thing about launch is launch's launch ministry. It is uh, a, a found, you know, there's a foundation of faith, as you uh, mentioned, but um, I identify as Jewish and I'm currently the chair of the board. So um, even though Launch has kind of that foundation in wanting to walk like Jesus because um, in, in, in that fashion, um, they don't, uh, I'm going to mispronounce the word proselytize. Is that the way you say it? Nailed it. <laughs> um, so they're not, they're not pushing that message. Um, they're recognizing that a lot of their clients um, aren't necessarily um, coming there for that message, but 
Um, even if you don't identify as um, Christian or don't identify as religious, if you look at Christ as a historical figure and think about the things that um, he did and um, asked us to, to be like, um, that's what um, that's what Launch is really trying to promote. And I really support that. Well, generally leading by examples much better than, you know, thunderbolts from up high, you know, in terms of directives and things like that. So yeah. um, that's something that I've always admired about them too, is that it, it, with launch and the reason that I wanted to engage at some level was, um, you know, they, you, it's one thing, I mean, you, you provide a need, right? So somebody has a house, you know, they have a, this housing need and you plunk them in. Okay. Now what, you know, if they don't know how to, they don't know how to manage that. They don't, there's so many other components. You know, one of the other components of, of launch or, or of adulting rather was someone comes in and talks about food choices. You know, you see people buying their groceries at the holiday station. You know, I mean, it's just a, it's, 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 it's kind of a lose, 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 right? It's expensive, you know, nutritionally it's terrible. Um, and, and it's just, and then they're going to have, then they have unsatisfactory outcomes going forward. You know, yeah. and, and so they're spending more money for lo something lousy. And so there's somebody that comes in and talks about, you know, how to make effective choices and it, with respect to food. And then someone talks in about, you know, they spend a lot of time on on conflict resolution, you know, uh, putting words to your feelings, that kind of thing. Um, and that's that's the thread that I've noticed through, um, at least in the early days with Strive. Strive seems to have sort of evolved into more of prep, this is how you fill out an application, you know, that kind of thing, where, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you had kids that were getting no scripting at home. And yeah. the, the idea that you could have a goal, that you could write something down and do little steps each day to attain that goal um, was foreign to these kids. You know, they're yeah. just not getting that. The idea that you can make effective choices, the idea that you can have a disagreement with someone without being disagreeable um, was a foreign concept. It's all the things that you and I learned at the dinner table. Yeah. Yep. And if you don't get that, you need to find another place to get that. And I really want to support organizations that do that for people that don't have that dining room table every night. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a great analogy. I love that analogy. When, when we were hosting exchange students, that was the analogy is that we have someone sitting at our table and yeah. that's a responsibility because yep. someplace on the other side of the planet, there's a family sitting down at a table with an empty chair, yep. you know? And so that was kind of the, the analogy that we used or the, to kind of try to be more present, you know, yep. um, yep. you know, we're, we're not doing that now. We spend a lot more time eating in front of the television. <laughs> <laughs> some of our, <laughs> some of our bad COVID habits have kind of, yeah, I, I mean, over, but, but you, but you, but then it's the, they always talk about the, the, the backseat of the car conversation, the through the rear view mirror conversation. I mean, we, we do that with our kids on a, on a daily basis. And I mean, I do it with, again, I still do it with my mom in the car on the way to work um, a couple of days a week, just, just talk to her and figure out what's going on. And I get it, life advice. So I want to be involved in organizations that give that to folks that don't have it because I feel so lucky and so blessed that I do. Okay. So that passion for, you know, being that safe adult and everything. So how is that, how did that lead to the development of um, Lama Rama? So what do llamas have to do with uh, the yeah. conversation? Yeah. So 
the reality is, is all this stuff costs money, right? In order to um, run all of these organizations and uh, and and be of service, uh, we need to raise money. And um, I had spent a decent amount of um, energy in um, not too long ago working very hard with Chaska Rotary to work on a gala that they annually had. And um, we've kind of moved past that and phased past that. But it doesn't mean that my idea wheels aren't generating for how can there be good fun events. And um, I By the way, on your, the your Rotary gals were legendary. I mean, they I were they were really next level stuff. So I throw a good party. Yes. <laughs> so the next party that everybody needs to put on their calendar is October 8th for Lama Rama, which is going to be a large fall festival um, at the Carver County Fairground. And um, the idea behind um, this is that if you're familiar with Highway 10 and you're familiar with Carlson's Level Balamas, they are adorable. Uh, you drive by them and yeah, you um, see people rubbernecking all the time when they're driving. I know. <laughs> Um, and if you're lucky, you have visited the llamas and you've maybe even walked the llamas. Uh, Carlson's used to have an event where they would do, they just put out like one Facebook posting and a little sign and said, um, llama open house. Uh, and it usually was early fall and it got overrun, um, kind of to the point where some kismet between Carver, uh, the sheriff and COVID, um, made that event stop happening. And I didn't want it to stop happening. Um, and Last year, I did a little mini Llama Rama and invited about 30 of my friends to Carlson's to walk the llamas. And I said, I need to do this again and let's make it bigger. And so uh, this year I am inviting Carlson's. Um, and also there's a woman named um, Llama Mama, who is, um, she also runs the 4-H uh, llamas for Carver County and um, has a small business um, and three llamas. Uh, they will both be up at the fairgrounds on October 8th from 10 to 6 p.m. And I think I misnamed the festival because it started with llamas and now it is much more of a Rama than it is a Llama Rama. I have a lot more going on that day. Um, we will have Minnesota Exotics and Supercars up there. So I don't have a list of the cars that are coming, but I'm crossing my fingers for a Lamborghini so that I can say I had Lambos and Llamas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so there's a high chance that we get a Lamborghini. See what kind of a salesperson you are if you can get that llama in the Lamborghini. <laughs> I don't know that I will be that good. That's going to happen, right. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have 10 to 12 supercars up there. Um, I want it to be a really fun day for kids and families. So um, the Forge in Chaska, which is a um, gaming store, I think they would um, appreciate me or they would recognize the, the lovingness when I call it the nerd store. Uh, they will um, be at Llama Rama and have a Pokemon camp in the morning and then a um, magic draft in the afternoon. So that's also going on. Um, Chanhassen High School Theater will be up there doing uh, face painting. Um, there will be... Um, uh, One Love Yoga will be up there doing mindfulness area and mala bracelets and also some henna. There's going to be an art area for kids and there's also going to be a vintage and makers market. And the best part is that there's food and drink. So 
Um, I'm hoping it's a wonderful day where you show up thinking you're going to spend an hour walking a llama and you find a picnic table and you sit down and enjoy like one of those last beautiful fall Minnesota days and hang out with your friends. And if you've got kids coming along with you, have kids run around and just kind of enjoy the day. Well, it should be peak. Leaves. I mean, first week in October is peak leaves. So it should be absolutely gorgeous. And it's not conflicting with uh, Art Wander, which is the nope. week before, or Nickel Dickle Days, which is what, two weeks before? Nickel Dickle Days on the 17th. Yes. So um, this is a this is a good month for Carver County living, Greg. <laughs> uh, yes, lots of lots of cool stuff to do. And the whole business of fall has really taken off. I mean, I remember it was a big deal when our kids were little, when we would, and we'd drive over to Stillwater to look at the leaves and go to Amit's apples over there. And like, that was a thing. And, um, and, but there it's the whole fall thing is, you know, with Seavers, corn maze and all of that stuff, um, you know, everything's just kind of exploded, but this sounds like it's going to be a fun event. So is this a, there, I'm assuming that there's a charge then to get in and Yes. So it is a fundraiser. So uh, proceeds for the event do go to uh, launch ministry if we didn't make that connection. Um, I organized, I set up Lama Rama as a separate entity to raise funds for underserved populations in Carver County. But um, with my relationship with launch, um, all the proceeds this year and hopefully in future years will continue to benefit launch. Uh, so it is a ticketed event and um, there are if I'm not sure if we're, uh, we're approaching, uh, tickets are $20 and then there's a $3 off coupon that's like everywhere that is uh, Llama 3 off. And uh, the website is uh, LlamaRamaMN.com and tickets are available there. Uh, it's $20 with three off for um, adults. And then um, I believe the kids tickets are 17 and then again with that three dollars off in addition and then um kids two and under are free um and again that will help um benefit uh launch ministry and once you get there um we will have opportunities for you to donate if you've enjoyed doing um activities but um there will be no no additional cost unless you um, want to buy food or um, drink or buy something from the market so who's going to be there for food What's the food situation? Uh, the food um, humanity alliance will actually be um, doing the doing the food, so it'll be kind of classic. Um, I believe burgers and fries and like that. To, okay. uh, kind, kind of an fry. American fair, though. Just American fair, yeah. And then um, Chaska Rotary will be there uh, with their wine tent, doing um, the wine and beer and. Um, I don't know exactly what they're doing yet, but that's good news because they're watching the weather and we'll either have like, in addition to beer and wine, we'll either have like mulled wine if it's cold or we'll have, uh, we'll have more mimosas and Bloody Marys if it's a hot day. <laughs> so they're watching the weather for that. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a fun event. I'll put the, um, in the show notes, I'll put a link to the website and then can people, I'm assuming you've got some kind of social media presence cause you know, it's 2022. Um, <laughs> Yes. I am not yet on the TikTok, but uh, I've been told by uh, you that I need to get on, uh, on TikTok. But uh, yes, on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Lama Rama is at LamaRamaMN.com. So okay. just remember that Lama has two L's. <laughs> and MN at the end because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like it's going to be a fun event. And, you know, and, and it, like you said, it's a fundraiser. It's you're doing good. You're, you know, you get to do, you get to have fun, you know, do good by being good. And, or I'm not sure exactly how to say that, but you're get you're making an impact um, by doing it and having a good time. Yeah, um, there is an acute, there is an acute need. Um, I think people tend to think that, you know, they see Carver County is, is, is a very prosperous place, which it is. Um, and so I think there's a tendency sometimes for, to have a blind eye towards, you know, mothers who, um, you know, that there is in fact a need here. Um, yeah, there homeless. definitely is. Um, and homelessness and um, housing insecurity in Carver County doesn't look the same as it does in other places. Um, this isn't downtown Minneapolis where our parks have tents in them, but um, there are um, homeless um, individuals in Carver County every single night and um, they may be living in a car near you, they may be sleeping on your neighbor's couch. Um, and we really want to try to create an opportunity to, um, you know, limit that, especially when we're talking about younger folks and making sure that they get the skills necessary to not only overcome homelessness in this moment, but um, make sure it doesn't happen again and make sure that they have an opportunity to become a committed member of our community. Because um, if we can, you know, raise them up, that just raises our community up and makes um, Carver County a, an even better community. Excellent. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to add or do we pretty much hit all the high points? You hit all the high points. Um, other than I would say, if you have never walked a llama, you need to come experience it. it and, and they do not spit. Uh, just don't be mean to your llama. But <laughs> it's a really lovely experience. It seems strange, but they will hand you a little llama on a lead. And I swear to you, it's impossible not to put a smile on your face and just kind of get a kick out of it. And I want to create an opportunity to do that and just enjoy a wonderful fall day with the Carver County community. Terrific. That's awesome. I, like I said, I'll make sure to have the uh, wig, uh, a link to the uh, website and uh, your social. And I invite everybody to uh, come on out uh, Waconia fairground or the Carver County fairgrounds in Waconia, easy to find. Um, you can go, just put it in Google, it'll get you there. Um, should be an awesome day. Yeah. Awesome day. And you can watch the fall leaves as you drive by, stop on a winery on the way home. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's a reason people live in Carver County. <laughs> All right. Well, fantastic. I'm going to stop recording. Amanda, thank you again for agreeing to be on today. This was fun. Thank you.